Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Baba Kamadaf Lamedalet, or we're going to make at least a very good effort to do so. Please join with me. It's a hard blot. Uh, we're actually starting about eight lines or so, second of the wide lines on Daf Lamed Gimel Yesterday, at the end of the day, we learned about a sugya of Pachas Nevela, that the Pachas Shechita. We said that the Nizak, the person who was damaged, loses out on the value between the animal alive and the animal dead. So let's say alive, the animal was worth 100, dead, the animal is worth 20. The Nizak absorbs that loss. That's what we learned yesterday. So the Gemara says two lines into the wide lines on Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis, Amar of Hundabred Rav Yoshua, Zosameres, we can extract from here, from the fact that the Nizak absorbs the loss of $20, let's call it, between the value of the shore alive and the value of the shore dead, that teaches us that Hamazik Shibudo Shel Chavero Pater, that if a person damages a Shibud, a lien, something that is representative of money, then uh, the person who causes that damage is actually putter, says the Gemara Pshita. Yeah, that was the din we learned yesterday with the Pcha says the Gemara, no. Ma'udatema, there might have been a rationale to argue as follows. Hasam, by the case of Shechita, who da'amar leid, lo chisar tich when it comes to the Shechita, whether or not your animal is alive or dead really isn't a difference. Why not? Da'amar leid, because the argument of the mazik to the nizak could be that, yes, I killed your animal, but I just took away its capacity to breathe. Meaning, the physical particles of the animal are exactly the same. It's not alive anymore, but the animal is still an animal. So we might have thought that because, let me say this a little bit better because I want you to understand, because you're getting back the whole animal, even though it's dead, you're getting back the whole animal. You're right, it's not alive. Maybe only there we say that you're putter because you're actually getting back the whole animal even though it's dead. Aval be'alma, but in general, when it comes to to a shibud, where a person is mazik, uh, we would have said lechayev kamash that that's not true. That even when you're not getting back the animal even in dead form, you actually cause damage and you're not getting anything back. The din is that mazik b'shibudo is going to be putter. What was the... Oh, I was just saying it has no value because it's in the neighbor. Well, if it's killed properly, right? If if you shecht it, you're looking right. at, uh, or you can sell it to the guy. If, if, if it still has value, potentially. Guy, it's got skin. Yeah, it's got yeah, absolutely. But today, whatever. But I'm Even then, it, I mean, we we use every single part of a cow. You know, you're taught everything. 100%. But that's what the Gemara says, is that if there is a Shibud, there's something that I, in theory, could have collected from, and you reduce that by damaging it, the halacha is that you're putter for those damages, only in cases of Shibud. Says the Gemara, even if that's what Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua was trying to teach us with his line of Zosomeres, but Hanami, this too, Rabba Omra. We already learned this from Rabba. I don't need a new line from Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua. What did Rabbah teach us? To Amar Rabbah, let's say that you have a collection of documents, of contracts with which you can collect. Let's say that one of them was worth a million dollars and I burned it. I didn't burn the million dollars, but I burned the document that would enable you to collect a million dollars, says the Gemara Potter. That's unbelievable, right? Because what did I damage? I didn't burn cash. And and the document is if it's not even you know it's it's how much can it can it cost the actual cloth okay it's got twenty bucks so says the Gemara your potter your potter so Rabbi already taught us this then so then again what was uh, Rav Huna Bered Rav Yoshua teaching us when he said Zosomeres says the Gemara six lines from the bottom of Lamed Gimel Lamed Beis Ma'udatema 
Really, all I did was burn paper. I didn't do anything to you. Your money is somewhere in the ether. I, someone's got it. You'll have to find a new way to collect it. You just can't use the piece of paper that I burned up. That's true. But had it been that I didn't just ruin a piece of paper, but in fact, I actually caused damage to your actual property, Kamash Malan, I might have thought that you would have been Chayev, Kamash Malan, that you're still going to be Potter, that when you are ruin a Shibud, you're still going to be Potter. Our case of the animal being killed is It's similar to digging a hole in a property in that the animal itself directly was affected. The Ka'amar, Masha Asa Asui, and yet we see in the Brisa that we learned yesterday that Masha Asa Asui that it actually works. Therefore, we see that when a person damages a shibud, something with which you can collect money from, the halacha is that you are putter for those damages. Big chiddush. I mean, just think about it legally, right? Let's say someone burns your credit card. Let's say someone burns your, your a, a cash card that has $10,000 on it. It's not cash. You burned it, putter. But it's a piece of plastic. So these are big halachic discussions. They come up with like things that you halachically have to own yourself. You know, if you uh, if you buy a wedding band and then you get married right away, even though you have no money's left your pocket yet. So how do we look at theoretical uh, expenditures? Do they are, is it a today payment? Is it not count at all? You have to own your lulav and estro. It has to be a bailas. It's a din of lachem on the first day. So if I paid for it with my credit card, bamish erev yontif, and I didn't, I didn't go from my bank account to my, do I own it? Do I not own it? These are shailas and poskim that have applications throughout halacha. Next part of the brisa that we had learned yesterday, this brisa, if you want to reference it, is halfway down on Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis. We are three lines from the bottom. And we had said, kadmo bale choven vigbio. Let's say, that my animal kills your animal, and therefore you're allowed to collect my animal. So we're talking about the mazik's collectible animal. Uh, let's call the, the the damaging cow, we'll call the cow Betsy. So Betsy the cow uh, is needs to really go to the nizak. However, there were Baalechovos, people who the mazik owed money to, they came and they took Betsy as payment. So says the Gemara, Ben Chavad Shelohizik, whether or not the obligation to the other uh, debtors was before the damage of you, my cow to yours, or or if it was the other direction where the damage that Betsy caused was before uh, a third party had a chov that they were able to collect from me. The halacha is that the transaction is a zero. So the third party, so the, I'm the mazik, you're the nizak, but there's a balchov who comes and takes the animal that I owe you, says the Gemara, that Kenyan is a zero because the gufo, because in a case like this, the actual animal is what's used for payment. And therefore, because the animal has to be given from the mazik to the nizak, we can't have a balchov take that animal. That animal's earmarked for the nizak because of the damage that was caused. So says the Gemara, I understand part of what you said, but not all of what you said. Last line of Lamed Gimel, Lamed Beis. 
I understand the case where the damage of my animal from the mazik to the nizak already took place, and it was before the chav, before the third party uh, was uh, had a chov to me to collect for me. So then, in that case, nizak and kadmo because of that, then the nizak and the damages of the anim, my animal, the mazik to your animal, the nizak, that damage already took place. So therefore, the kadimus should go to you, the nizak. I understand that. But if the obligation of the third party, a person who I owe money to, happened before my animal damaged your animal, then Balchov cut it. Then the Balchov had a chiyuv to me before I had a chiyuv to you. He should be able to collect the animal. No problem at all. Why do we say lo asavaloklum? And then the Gemara on the top line of Lamedal Ramadalev doubles down even more. And honestly, says the Gemara, Ve'afilu hizik achelochav. Even in a case where my animal damaged your animal beforehand, still Balchov Kadim. Still, that should be the case. I have a chov to both of you. The bal chov is kadim. That's what the Gemara says. And therefore, Kasha on the, on the Brisa, uh, why is it of lo as of a lo klum? Would we say, Shmamina, can we infer from here that bal chov me'uchar shekadim v'gava, that a bal chov who his obligation showed up at 2 p.m., while another bal chov, his obligation kicked in at 1 p.m., would we say that mashagava lo gava? And what the Gemara is referencing over here is a machlokas that we saw in Maseches Ksubis twice, apparently. Not that I recall with distinction, but the Gemara does say that in Ksubis, we had this machlokas. It's a machlokas in the Gemara there. Do we have our answer? Is the Gemara telling us that when the Bryce in the middle of Lama Gimel Amid Bey says, Lo lo klum, that when a Balchov comes to collect from me, when the animal that he's collecting from me, I owe to you because you're the Nizak. Are we now saying that that Balchov has no right to collect because the Bryce says, Lo lo klum? Says the Gemara on Lama Dal and three lines down, Lo. That's not what we're saying. Really, Lo Olam Eimalach, that in general, Masha Gava Gava, really in that Sugya, in Maseches Ksubis, uh, what we're talking about is Mashagava Gava, that really uh, the Baal Chov is allowed to collect, but Vishaini Hasam, the case over there is a little different. The cases are really not similar. Why? Because, let's review. I have an animal, Betsy, that damaged your animal. I'm the Mazik and you're the Nizak. We have a third party whose name is Ruvain. And I owe money to Ruvain. But it's different because what I owe you is the actual animal. I owe you this animal, the goof. What I owe Ruvain is not the animal. And therefore, the Gemara says that the cases are not similar. But you cannot learn anything from the case of uh, Ksubis that's brought here as a kasha um, about the Balchov Me'uchar Shekad Vigava. We cannot learn anything from there because that case is not comparable to our case. And that brings us to the two dots on Lamadal and Amadalif, about six lines down, Tanu Rabbanon. The rabbis teach us in Abraisa. Shor Shava Masayim. If my Betsy is worth 200, and it damages and gores your animal that's worth 200 as well. And says the Gemara, I reduced the quality and value of your animal by 50. So now my animal, the damage is 200. Yours used to be 200, but is now valued at 150. And then your animal that's valued at 150 was a unique type of cow. And you lucked out. Your animal went up $250 in the market. 
for whatever reason, for market purposes. If not for the fact that I, the mazika, damaged your animal, it would have been even more. And therefore, no saint kishasanezek, I still owe you money. Let's review. My animal is Betsy, and my animal damaged your animal. It dropped the value of your animal from 200 to 150. Your specific type of animal in the market kicks up, and now your animal is worth 400. What's my obligation as the mazik? I reduced your animal by $50. That was my damage. But your animal is now worth 400. If I look at your animal's market value today, I don't owe you anything because you didn't lose anything. But if I look at your market value of your animal on the day of the damage, then I owe you 50. So says the Gemara, where do we look at it? And the Gemara responds in the Brisa, no saying kishas hanezek. We look at it at minute number one of the damage. At minute number one, the animal dropped $50. A week later, it bumped up to 400, but that's irrelevant. The damage that I caused, I owe you money for. And therefore, I caused 50 in damage. This is a case of Tom. Chati nezek, I owe you $25. That's the case that we're discussing over there. Says the Gemara, let's say, again, I damage your animal and kachash, uh, I damage your animal from 200 and then it drops to 150 and then the market on your animal drops and now it's only worth 100. So which moment do we look at? Do we look at the moment of the damage or do we look at the moment of ha'amada bedin? Says the Gemara, kishas ha'amada bedin. This is not good. Because if I have to look at this Bishas Hamada Bedin and your animal lowered in market value, so now the damage that I've caused you is greater. Bishas Maisai caused 50 in damage, but with the market drop, now there's 100 in damage. Your animal is only worth 100. And if I owe you Chatzinezek, because we're looking at Hamada Bedin, we're not looking at minute number one. We're looking when the Mazik is brought to Bezdin and my animal caused damage at this moment. What does the Nizak's animal look like? Oh, it's only worth 100. Phil was a part of that. A hundred is the difference between what it started with and what it is. Chatzinezek, I owe you $50. Shabach Mazik. Let's say that my animal, remember the animal that I owe you because I gorge your animal. My animal gorge your animal. If my animal goes up in cost, so then that's not fair. I don't have to give you my animal if it goes up in cost. If my animal, when it damaged you, was only 200, and now my animal bumped up to 800, I don't have to give you my animal. That's not fair just because the market went up. No, I only have to pay you. What happened in minute number one? In minute number one, my animal was only worth 200. Fine, I owe you 200, guilty as charged, no problem. But again, if my animal kicks up to 800, I don't have to give you an $800 animal for $200 worth of damage that I caused. Kachash, what if my animal, I'm the mazik, my animal lowers in cost, then if my animal goes down, then then we make a cheshben here as well. How much do I owe you? I might be shortchanging you because I was 200, I killed your animal, I really should be paying you migufo, but my animal, which was 200, is now 100. I have to add another 100 to my now $100 valued cow in order to even out end of Bryson. So the first part of the Bryce speaks about the decrease and increase of the value of the Nizak animal. And the second part of the Bryce speaks about the decrease and increase of the Mazik's animal. And now let's analyze. We're 12 lines down or so on Lamadal and Let's get let's continue in the Gemara. Omar Mar. Shavach Mazik, this is the Seifa, that if my animal, Betsy, after it damages your animal, I started with my animal being valued at $200. Now it's worth 800 says the Gemara. 
no sein kishas hanezek. I only have to pay you the value of my animal when the damage took place. Money. Who's the author of this? Says the Gemara. That is Rabbi Yishmael. That is the Shita Rabbi Yishmael that we look at the Shas Hanezek. Why? Because as we learned the other day, I believe it was yesterday. If it wasn't, it was the day before. What day of the week is it? Yeah, one of the previous two days. What does Rabbi Yishmael hold? The Amar Bal Chovhu Vizuzehu Demasikle. When I damage your animal, I am to you effectively someone who owes you money. You're a balchob. You can collect from me. So I owe you the amount that I damaged. I don't owe you the gufo. I owe you the damage. And therefore, says the Gemara, when our brysa that we just learned at the two dots, six, seven lines down, when it says that if the animal of the mazik increases, yet we still only pay according shas hanezek, that sounds like Rabbi Shmuel, who says Phil animal, Phil's animal was two hundred. Therefore, I owe two hundred, not the not the goof of the animal, which is now eight hundred. That's Rabbi Shmuel Damar Balchovu Bezuzuhu Damasikle. However, there's a problem because if we say that that line of the brisa of Shabach Mazik is talking about the shita of Rabbi Shmuel, then Ema Seifa. The problem is that at the end of the brisa, which is the second part of the world of the Mazik, that kochash, if my animal goes down in value, then how do we establish the cost of what I owe you? The Gemara says that if my animal, if the Mazik's animal lowers in price, then the assessment of what I owe you is based on then we say, when I'm brought to Bezdin and you say, Phil's animal, gored my animal, Bezdin's going to say, Phil, how much is your animal? I'm going to say, well, at the time that it happened, it was $200. The market has since dropped and my animal is only $100. And they'll say, you're going to have to bump it back up to the original cost. What does that sound like? That sounds like gufo. That sounds like you have to pay what the cost of the animal was, Bishas Maisa. Who is that? Like us on the Rebbe Akiva. Because as we saw the other day, Rebbe Akiva holds that the full cost of the animal is what's owed. And that's a problem because that means that Reisha Rebbe Shmuel the Sefer Rebbe Akiva. That doesn't work. It can't be that this one price is broken up by two different Tanaim, but yet that's what's implied. So the Gemara responds one third of the way down. Lo, you've misunderstood the Brisa. Really, Kula Rebbe Akivahi, the whole Brisa that we learned, the one that started six lines down from the top of the page, it's all Rebbe Akiva who holds Gufo. Over here, what are we talking about? where Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Shmuel seem to have different opinions in our brysa, or I should say, where lines in our brysa were incorrectly attributed to Rabbi Shmuel, we're talking about a case, Kishapitmo, when the animal of the mazik, I, I made veal, I took my cow, I put it in a cage, I fed it extremely fattening food, and now it's worth more. Veal's an expensive food. Why? Because it's a big discussion in the post game if you're allowed to eat veal because you're treating an animal and a little bit of an these are discussions in post game i'm not post it go talk to your local orthodox rabbi so says the gemara that if the mazik is mefating the animal that's a case scenario where we say that we we don't look at it um we look at it at the shas nezek and therefore the whole mishnah is like rabbi akiva the whole brisa and not at all like rabbi shmuel the gemara says wait one second ikishapitmo if you're assuming that the seifa of the brisa these two parts of the seifa of the brisa when we speak about the shvach and the kachash of the animal of the mazik if you're saying it's where the mazik intentionally fattened up his animal then amarisha that doesn't work for the first case in the case of the nizak why because shavach Let's say that the animal of the Nizak 
uh, increased to 400 zoos. So then says the Gemara, then no sin lo nezek, it gets paid according to the moment of the nezek and ikisha pitmo. But if the reason why that animal moved up to 400 zoos is because the nizak was mefatem the animal, he fanned the animal, tzricha lemeimar, pashut, that if the nizak increased the value of his animal, Obviously, that's not on the mazik to pay that. That makes no sense. The nizak did that himself. So says the Gemara, you're right. Amara Papa, a sophisticated, complex answer. Amara Papa, Resha, in the first half of the Brisa that we started with six lines down, where we're discussing the animal of the nizak, Mishkachas La, the din over there would apply, whether or not you're fattening your animal, or whether or not the animal increased in its value just because of stam market values, even if you weren't trying to fatten your animal. And the itzrich la'ashmu'in on the chiddush of the ratio of our Mishnah, when we speak about the Nizak's animal, is to teach us the that even if the animal improves automatically, even if the animal's cost goes up simply because the market went up for that kind of an animal, still, no saying lo kishas nezek. I, the mazik, only have to pay you at the assessed rate at the time of the damage. Seifa, however, the second half of the b'risa, which focuses in on the mazik, lo the only way to understand that seifa is kishapitmo, and therefore that is how we understand the b'risa. The reisha is talking about um, is talking about the nizak, and we're talking about a chiddush case of where it's even deshavcha memela, even if the costs go up on their own, we would still say that it's just nezek. The seifa is talking about kishapitmo, and therefore there's no stira between the reisha and the seifa, and now our Mishnah, the Bryce, excuse me, it can be fully understood according to Rabbi Akiva, we are good to go. And says the Gemara, halfway down, we're getting close to the next Mishnah, is that we had said in our Mishnah in regards to the Reisha, in regards to the Nizak, that if the value of the Nizak's animal drops, then we follow Ha'amada Bedin. So says the Gemara, why did this animal Go down in cost. The animal of the Nizak. Why did that happen? Elema says the Gemara de Kachsha Machmas Malacha. If I, the Nizak, am using the Malacha, using this animal that you gored, it's damaged, and I keep working the animal, maybe too much, and therefore it lowered its quality, it's not healthy anymore. Lema Le, the Mazik can say, At Mikachasht, the Ana Yehivna. That's not fair. You worked your animal down to the down to the bone. That's not my problem. So therefore, that can't be the case. So what does our b'risa mean when it says kachash, that the animal of the nizak lowered in its value? It must be, says the Gemara, amaravashi de kachash machmas maka. No, the reason why my animal is continually degrading is because it can't heal from the injury that your animal gave my animal, and that's why you're on the hook. Damarle karna de torcha kibirabe. The horn of your animal is stuck in the side of my animal. You want to know why my animal is not doing well? Because your animal gored my animal. It didn't lower in market value because I worked it to the bone. It lowered in market value because it's depreciating due to the injury you caused. So that was the case in the Brisa, where Kachash, where the animal of the Nizak, lowered in its value between the time of the injury and the time of Ha'amada Bedin. We therefore say... It must be that the reason why that animal was kachash was because of the injuries caused by the animal of the mazik. That brings us to a new Mishnah. This Mishnah and uh, 
we're, uh, up until the next Mishnah, we're going to be discussing similar cases to what we just saw in the Brisa. Let's jump into this Mishnah now. Shor Shavim Asayim. Betsy is worth 200. Shenagach Shor Shavim Asayim. And your cow is worth 200. Ve'ein Hanevela Yafeklum. The type of goring that my animal did was so proficient that your animal's nevela is worth nothing. Okay, so I did a lot of damage. I did $200 worth of damage to your animal. Even the carcass is worth nothing. Omar Rav Meir, Rav Meir says, Al Ne'emar, this is the case that the Torah was talking about when it says, What we do is we sell my animal and I give you a hundred. That's what the Gemara says. That's what the Mishnah says in the name of Rav Meir is the actual case of the Pasuk that when we need to, when I my when my animal damages yours to the point that the carcass of your animal has no value, the Torah kicks in and says, Phil's animal has to be sold. It's $200. Phil keeps $100, and he pays Chatzin uh, Nezek to whoever he damaged. I agree with you that that's the din. I'm asking. However, uh, he says, you only fulfilled half the Pasuk. Kayamt, you were able to fulfill the Pasuk when it says, You're right. If my animal damages your animal to the point that your animal has no value, I sell mine and I give you half, you get $100. That's Chatzinezek. Got it. However, the Lokiyamta, what you didn't fulfill, Rav Yehuda says to Rav Meir, is the Pasuk says, Because the case we created in the Mishnah was a case where the corpse had no value. So what is the case that's fulfilled when it says that we have to split the carcass? Rabbi Yehuda says that has to be a different case. It must be that when the Pasuk says it's talking about a case of Shor Shavim Asayim, of my animals worth 200, your animals worth 200, and my animal caused $150 worth of damage in your animal. My animal remains $200. i am the, I'm the aggressor. Your animal went down from $200 to $50. $150 of, of damage. We split everything. Your animal is, uh, sorry, my animal is worth, how much is my animal worth? 200 You get 100 of that. And your animal is worth 50, and you get 25 of that. So you get 125. That's what Rabbi Yehuda says is going on in the Pasuk. Tanu Rabbanan, the Brisa opens three-fourths of the way down on the page, and the Gemara gives us uh, a case that is uh, quite similar. Shor For the third time today, we've seen this case. That's the case of our Mishnah. We had said in our Mishnah, like we say over here, 125, half of the cost of mine, and half of the mace. Perfect match, Rabbi Huda and the Brisa, to Rabbi Huda and the Mishnah. You get half of my 200, and I get half, and you also get half of your mace, and I also collect 125. Everybody uh, is relatively happy. Rav Meir Omer, no. This is the, it's just written backwards. Our Mishnah had Rav Meir first followed by Rav Yehuda. Now we have Rav Meir, Rav Yehuda first followed by Rav Meir. The Gemara says eight, nine lines from the bottom. Rav Yehuda Omer, Rav Meir Omer, excuse me. Ein zeshor ha'amor b'Torah. You got it wrong. Why? El ashor shavim asayim, shenogach l'ashor shavim asayim, ve'ein hanevei l'yofeklum. 
just like he says in the Mishnah, that the case that the Torah was talking about was where the carcass was so significantly damaged that there's zero value. We start out even. My animal's 200, your animal's 200. My animal went to town on your animal and there's no value in the carcass anymore. al Zenemar says Rav Meir, this is Pshat in the Pasuk and Chumash. kaspo. Oh, so then Rav Meir knows the Chumash. He knows that there's another Pasuk that says that we have to figure out what it means. What does it mean? What does Rav Meir do with the Pasuk of you have to split the carcass? Because the case that Rav Meir said the Torah was talking about, there was no value in the carcass. So then what does the Pasuk mean? Says the Gemara, that when there is a reduction, a loss in the death, then you split it. Says the Gemara, okay, but the math still works out the same. Says the Gemara, Michti, whether or not you learn like Rabbi Huda or like Rabbi Meir, Lemaisa, the dollar amounts work out exactly the same. It's still half seas. It's still Chatzin Nezek. Michti, Bain, Rabbi Meir, Bain, Rabbi Yehuda. What the Pasuk was talking about, was it this case or that? I understand. You have a machlokas in, in the abstract, in what the Pasuk means. But lemaisa dollars and cents, you're still going to walk away with 125 and so am I. What are they arguing about, Bichlal? The numbers are the same. You have a theoretical discussion about what Pshat and the Pasuk is. To what end? For what point? The monies are the same. So the Gemara responds with two possible answers. My Beinaihu, what is the difference then between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda? Here's answer number one that will get rejected. Omar Rabba. Pichas Nevela Ika Beinaihu. Whether or not a reduction in the cost of the Nevela is absorbed by the Nizak or split with the Mazik. Rav Meir Savar, Pichas Nevela de Nizak Remeyers of the opinion that when there's a reduction in cost of the novella, that is absorbed by the nizak. Nebachan you absorbed by the nizak, I only owe you chatzinezek. Masha'en kein Rabbi Yehuda Savar, pechas nevela de mazek habipalga. Also, this requires Rishonim. But the pechas nevela uh, is de mazek habipalga, that when there's a pechas nevela, when my animal damages yours, so then half of that is absorbed by the mazek. Again, the numbers still work out, but there's the breakdown of the numbers is a little bit different. Omar Abaye, this cannot be. It can't be that the mazik is going to be the way that he is, that he, we're going to be very strict on him, that he has to absorb half of the cost of the damages of the Nizak's animal. Why? Because I'm going to say the question outside first. If it's true that the Nizak absorbs half of the cost of the if it's true that the mazik absorbs half of the cost of the nizak's animal in this case, that means that in the case of an animal that's a tom, we're more strict on the mazik than we are in a case of a muad. And the Gemara, of course, that makes no sense. Tom, the mazik had less of a reason to do shmira. The animal was fine. Says the Gemara, let's read it inside. Matsinu, the Rebbe Yehuda, turning to the top of Lamadal and Bays, we're going to be heading to the Mishnah, which is about three-fourths of the way down, hopefully by 930. Mm -hmm. I'm laughing inside too. It's not happening. So says the Gemara, what's the kasha that we have over here? According to Rava's answer of my Benaihu, if you say that according to Rabbi Yehuda, that the mazik absorbs half of the loss of the cost of the Nizak's animal, then tam chamor mimuad. 
then we're more strict with the mazik, seeming mathematically dollars and cents. We're more strict with the mazik when his animal is a tam than when his animal is a muad. And the chitem if you want to say that this is true, and there's a source for this, kiditznan, and we're not going to go into this sugya for the sake of brevity. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, tam chayiv muad pater. There are cases like this in Shas. This is a case that we're going to learn in about 10 days or so. Please, God, says the Gemara, there are cases of precedent. Even if you want to say that's true, Amar deshamas le Rabbi Yehuda le'inyin shmira. When is that true? That's in regards to the need for Shmira. Maybe there are oddball scenarios where the Tom has to be more Shamur than, than the Muad. But financially, uh, sorry, because by Shmira we have Sukim and Chumash. However, when it comes to Tashlumen, is there any Marimakom that when it comes to the dollars and cents that I owe you, the Nizak, that I'm more Makhmed on the Mazik with a Tom than with a Muad? Makes no sense. Can't be. So therefore, Rava's answer is very difficult. After all, Vahatanya, Rabbi Huda Omer, Yachol Shor Shavem Mana Shenagach Shor Shavem Chamesh Slaim. I was frustrated that the Gemara changed units here from Zuzim to Slaim. There are four Zuz in a Sela. So I'm going to talk in Zuz terms. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Huda, did you say something? I thought you said something. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, it's not funny. Yeah, it's just confusing. Thank you. At my pain. Rabbi Huda Omer, Yachol Shor Shave Mana Shenagach Shor Shave Chamesh Slime. My animal is worth 100. Your animal is worth five slime times four is 20 zoos. Thanavela Yafesela. And the carcass is worth four. Four zoos. My animal is 100. Your animal is 20. And I my animal kills your animal. The carcass is worth four zoos. Says the Gemara, Zenotel Chati Hachai, the Chati Hames, Zenotel Chati Hachai, the Chati Hames. So, in such a case, says the Gemara, what ends up happening in a case like this? When there is a splitting, what are they splitting? They're splitting my animal, which is alive, half of that is 50, and they're splitting the carcass, which is four. So, half is two, 52. What? Correct. But I but we're splitting the four. Yeah. So then that means that you get 52. You're the Nizak. That's more than you paid. That was more than your animal cost. Your animal only cost 40. So the Gemara says, Amris Muad That doesn't even make sense. What was the whole point of establishing a muad over a tam? Was it to be makil or to be machmir? Why? The Tom case, the Nizak walks away with more dollars than his whole animal was worth in the... Givaldi, go kill my animal every day of the week. No problem. I'll walk away with some extra cash in pocket. That the, the case of the Muad should be more machmir. Why is it working out this way? And in the case of a Muad, I only have to pay what I actually damaged. Why here am I paying 52? It doesn't make any sense. I should only be paying 40. Tom Hakal. Lokosha came, the math just, uh, Pasha doesn't make sense. We can't have it be that Rav is right with his nafkamina in regards to Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda. Therefore, a quarter of the way down, the Gemara pivots and, and turns to another answer. El Amar Rav Yochanan, let's try again. What was our question? 
we said Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda mathematically end up splitting evenly, 125-125, based on the case of, of our Mishnah. And if that's true, what was this mental gymnastics that we had in our Mishnah as to who holds what the Pasuk does? Who cares what the Pasuk does? The math is the same. So now we have our second answer, a quarter of the way down. We're not talking about what we said on the bottom of the previous page, where the nafkamina was the pchas nevela, the lowering of the cost of the nevela, but rather we're talking about, says Rav Yochanan, the shvach nevela, when the animal increases. Demar savar, that if the nizak animal increases over the course of time between the shas hanezek and the shas ha'amodabidin, so then... The nizakave, the prophets go to the nizak, his animal, his improvement. Umar savar palga. And according to some, what do we say? No, it doesn't go to the nizak. We split it between the mazik and the nizak. This, in fact, was something that Rabbi Huda had discussed. Over here, it seems to be that the Torah was kind of nice to the mazik when the nizak's animal is uh, is be, is beshvach. So then, yachal, I might have thought as follows: Shor that's twenty zuz. Shenagach shor shavamana. So my animal's twenty, and it gores your animal worth a hundred. Let's get it clear. My animal's 20. Your animal's 100. After I kill your animal, your animal is now worth 50. And how does the math work out for me? I'm the mazik. My animal was only 20. And I get, uh, you got, so I, 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 10 plus 25 is 35 because your animal was worth 50. So I get half of your animal that I damaged, or I should say, or we split it. Everything is split even. So you get a chatzinizak of your animal. You get to keep 25 and you get 10 of mine because half of my 20 is 10. That's 35. So what's the problem? The problem is that I'm the mazik and I just profited from killing your animal. So says the Gemara, Amris, what's the case? That when when would we ever say such a case? Heichan matzinu mazik niskar shizen niskar. There are scenarios when when you really are militant about chatzinezek, it works out the wrong way. So this is a great idea. You take your dog that is a horrible breed of a dog, and you make it attack on a dog that's very expensive, even whose carcass is wonderfully expensive. Great business model. Great business model until it becomes a muad. You got to change out your dogs. But there, the Gemara seems to say that's not fair. So Rabbi Yehuda doesn't like that. So says the Gemara, not only do we not like it because of that, but Ve'omer, we also have a pasuk of Shalem Yishalem, Bailem Mishalmin, Ve'ain Bailem Notlin. I should not be taking money beyond the cost of my animal. This should be hard for me. It shouldn't be a victory. Says the Gemara, why does Rabbi Yehuda need two Marimakomos? My the Omer. We're just about halfway down on Lamadal and Amadbeis. Well, maybe we will get there close to 9.30. The Gemara says, but here's why we needed to have both Marimakomos. Because there was a scenario where I might have thought that the Mazik was allowed to benefit beyond what he um, actually damaged. The Chitei Mili, that the only time we say that the Mazik cannot collect more than he should have was maybe that's only true when the nizak is losing out and then the world is just unfair the nizak didn't even get back what he what he lost and i am making money on his loss 
That's crazy town. So that's not fair. But Aval, halfway down, where the Nizak isn't losing out money, he gets back what is even to him. He gets back the cost of his animal. Kigon, Shor Shave Chamesh Slime, it's 20 Zeus. Shenogach Shor Shave Chamesh Slime, 20 to 20. Vanavela Yafesh Shloshim Zeus. So then, Shakil Nami, Mazik Bishwacha. Perhaps in a case where the Nizak is profiting, then it's also okay for the Mazik to be profiting. Says the Gemara, that's why we need the Pasuk. The Omer, Shalem Yeshalem, Bailem Yeshalem, the Ein Bailem Notlin. The Gemara says, here we are militant. The mazik is not allowed to profit off of the damage that he causes. And that is what we are talking about between Rav Meir and Rav Yehuda, the Nafkamina, is in regards to the case of not a Pachas Nevela, but a Shvach Nevela, where Rav Yehuda says we have to be careful that the upper limit for the mazik is that he cannot profit. Amar Lei Rav Achabar Tachlifa the Rava. Im Kain. If this is true, that we split animals that are dead and alive, your dead animal and my live animal, if Rabbi Yehuda agrees to that, then then it's easy to create a scenario, according to Rabbi Yehuda, where tam mishalem yoser mechatzinezek, that with an animal that's a tam, then payments are more than chatzinezek. We've already spoken about cases like this. How can that be? You shouldn't be able to get more than half. Says the Gemara, you're right. This line is complicated. In short, what it means is that you're right. Rabbi Yehuda agrees that we cannot be paying out more than half, just like we learned above. And where does he learn this from? Minale? Where does Rabbi Yehuda learn that we have this upper limit of payout? Says the Gemara, This pasuk teaches us that the mazik can never collect can never collect more than he more than is due to him. I the Ha'apke Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda already used this pasuk to teach me what lezen notel hachatzi hachai v'chatzi hames lezen notel hachatzi hachai v'chatzi hames because we already learned that as we saw earlier today he used that to teach us that I take half of the cost you take half of the cost of your animal and I get half you take half of the cost of my, of my animal and you take and then I take a half says the Gemara well imkain then the pasuk could have been written differently nichtov krav yes hames. My vigam, because of the extra word of Shmamina, we learn two things. We learn that when things are unfair, we have an upper limit. And we also learn of, uh, that we all take chatzi achai, the chatzi hames. Easy peasy. We're going to stop right here at the Mishnah, three fourths of the way down Allah Madal and Mabez. I have no idea what we're going to do tomorrow. I will get as far as we get, uh, and I'll keep you posted tomorrow night as to what we're going to learn. We will be in the main base measures tomorrow for Mishmar Le'artsenu, wishing you all. A beautiful night.